people welcome to my channel we are in namamsha case study 3 and this one is a little difficult for me personally because it discusses a topic which I'm not particularly fond of divorce and we are seeing this in a couple who's just entered into getting a divorce so first we'll see the husband's chart and then later in the next video we will see the wife's chart also they came to me for consultation the husband did so um it's a difficult topic so i want to put it with some questions out there for you to also think about not with any personal inclination but with more of need to think about these things from a vedic astrology perspective also seeing the chart and other things and what is that well number 1 if you ask the question is everybody supposed to get married is it one of the individual supposed to get married as we all are taught in our cultures respective cultures you supposed to get married you supposed to have children you supposed to supposed to from a vedic astrology perspective if you look at charts like this are you fit for marriage and i don't mean that in a judgmental way so don't start trolling me i'm just saying from the chart perspective if there are elements in a chart which we should we should see right in the case study is it worthwhile if this lady or gentleman does not get married just go through life with other things there are so many other things we are in 2023 there are so many other things you can engage your life with you can read you can develop hobbies after hobbies you can keep your mind and your happiness engaged right in so many other things it's not necessary that you have to have a partner yes if you need to get laid you can always get laid but not necessarily a marriage it's a different thing to go and enter into a, a bonding of marriage i don't call it a contract that's very 3d that's not that's not the way it works in this new energy anyway and that brings me to number second question in this new energy how does relationships play out well this so many divorces happening this is what i am picking up okay so many divorces happening because this is a time of energetic recalibration of earth itself akashic shift of earth and i made other videos if you want to go through that it's a very deeply shifting energy of earth and in this energy what happens is the untruths or the shadow part of a person a relationships is being not tolerated by people let it be husband let it be wife etc i won't tolerate this part of this person i don't tolerate i can't put up with this that energy is very very strong why because this is a time of clearing of individual and collective karma on the planet if you have to move as a planet individual states nations countries families everybody if they have to move into a new way of living and being on this planet obviously it becomes the next question all previous karma has to be cleaned up result karma cleaning doesn't mean people have to go that means people have to change their karma they have to change their path for that the old stuff must be wiped out right so logical next step that's what is happening by karmic resolution so even from a higher perspective if i look at that and want to offer you something like a 
hope, if you will. Because divorces always leave a bad trail of, you know, broken hearts, disappointed and shattered dreams of people, both the both sides. People get married with some happiness, with some joy. I'm looking forward to spending my life with this person. And if that cuts off, it's not a very nice thing, is it? So I want you to understand from a bigger perspective, it's all happening for a good reason. I want you to also take away that neither person is wrong. Okay. They're just human. We are born with one or the other chart, one or the other Rahu and Ketu, one or the other Saturn or Jupiter or whatever other things in the chart. We are all born with one thing or the other. So what will you blame? The chart? The planets? I mean, you can go and blame game endlessly. That's not the point of this exercise. That's not why we are here. We are here in this channel and whatever I'm trying to bring is to empower each one of you. When I point out the nature of this wife, of this gentleman which we are about to see in these next slides, it is not with respect to saying that his wife is bad or she's damaged goods or none of this kind of things. I don't come from such a place anyway. Everybody is what they are. Everybody is acting out what they are. That's what Vedic Astrology comes to. It's just showing the truth. Now, how you handle the truth is quite another. But remember, again, in this new energy, it's all about higher form of relationships. How you can exist peacefully together. And that's why it is crucial for you to know and understand and begin an appreciation and exploration of Vedic Astrology itself. That's the purpose of me bringing this to you. It's to kickstart an interest in you to study this. Why this is so important to study? Because this is very crucial for you in this new energy on this planet at this time. So let us see Navamsha case study number three of the husband who is filed for divorce and let us look at his from his spouse perspective. So we are looking at the ex-wife from the ex-husband perspective and next time we will study the wife's son also which I haven't seen yet by the way I haven't analyzed it for the wife so it will be a, like a suspense event for me I do it only on a case to case basis so I don't know what's coming up I just do it on the spot okay so let's get into it so there you have it the Navamsha case study number 3 and we begin with the first house that is the seventh house of the Navamsha chart of the husband who is a Leo ascendant, right? Number five in the first house. So how does this play out? How does his ex-wife look like and see her marriage to this gentleman? Yeah. So first house is the nature of the spouse itself, individuality, unique qualities of the spouse, spouse personality traits, strength and weaknesses in overall nature. So. Saturn is in the first house. Never a good idea to have Saturn in the first house when it comes to relationships in Navamsha. Either side, either there or here. Because it leads to what? Saturn in the first house leads to melancholic disposition. A Saturnian style, strict. Marriage is a duty. Marriage is not a duty. Anybody who tells you that, you should walk away from that. Marriage is not a duty. You'll never bond with the person. It's a emotional and psychological bond. 
if you want to get laid like i said you can get laid any number of times but that's not marriage okay it's not a duty so saturn makes everything into a duty saturn is not supposed to be in the first house in navamsha or the seventh house just keep that as a rule because you can expect a very harsh kind of behavior from the husband or the wife it doesn't matter which where, where it comes from why the reason is because it has melancholic disposition a kind of a innate sadness about it saturn it is strict it considers everything a duty it is cynical it is harsh it pronounces judgments on everyone saturn that's why people who have a strong saturn make good judges good lawyers law enforcement and so on because saturn is interested in duty it is interested in law it is not interested in other things it is not interested in the finer things of life okay <clears throat> although it supports venus how about that judgmental kind of approach towards ex husband she has a judgmental kind because she is looking at the husband from her head first house is the head okay and ketu here from his fifth house from her fifth house looking at it from her fifth house we are looking at ex wife's perspective of the husband in the marriage remember that so here what happens is ketu looks at the first house so it cuts off any kind of romantic love sensuality candlelight dinner you know nice to have candlelight dinner scented house perfumes this finer aspects which make us human it cuts off that because fifth house is the ability for romance do you have an ability to be romantic otherwise why are you getting married that's the question if you don't have any sense of romance in you ketu in the fifth house cuts off that approach to marital bonding it looks at the ascendant of the spouse and saturn and ketu combined will give a very harsh detached approach you see there right off the bat is the first reason why this gentleman should not be getting married because the spouse that comes along will have this approach not necessarily an aquarius ascendant by the way it's a nature we are not telling necessarily she he will have an aquarius ascendant or she will have an aquarius ascendant she thinks romance is a total waste of time aquarius leo friction plays out very strongly in the relationship why because saturn is exalted in aquarius it's its mole tricon sign it's its root sign so to speak especially if the lords are in the first house for example if it's a leo aquarius axis like this if saturn in the first house of leo or if other way also if it's aquarius and saturn is there it's in its own sign it has got full strength right and so is sun if sun is sitting in leo it has the full strength and if it looks at aquarius in a navamsha it has full strength again so it becomes like a you don't want marriage to be a battleground it wants to be a smooth harmonious relationship you're looking for peace love and nurturing and caring don't you so let's look at the second house now now let's look at the second house her second house what is there it's a sign of pisces so the dispositor of that sign jupiter is sitting in her sixth house jupiter is exalted in cancer so it is got strength there okay and jupiter on the other hand also looks at this house from the ninth aspect so and venus 
what other aspect is looking venus sitting in her eighth house from the sign of virgo is looking at this particular house so these are the aspects from different planets on this house this positive other jupiter's aspect is there venus aspect is there directly the rest are not affecting this house what is second house stands for finances earned by the spouse whatever finances she is earning voice speech or verbal things by the spouse kind of speech second house is a house of speech so what does this lead to family spouse kids become enemies it's a perception remember enemy is just or a friend is just a perception how you see them she sees them as enemies why the dispositor jupiter is sitting in the 6th house of enemies debts quarrels and arguments tendency of this lady will be to argue everything okay because jupiter in the 6th house it expands whatever it touches learning through enemies is jupiter's quality when it enters 6th house okay it expands anything it touches although it tempers it a little bit with wisdom but still it is still the 6th house so aspects of the 6th house jupiter will take on venus looks from the 8th house now 8th house venus sitting in virgo sign which is all about calculations and money and grounded sign so venus is very important to look at in navamsha because it is the karaka of navamsha and it looks towards the second so keeping secrets from the spouse why 8th house is the house of secrets 8th house is the house of hidden things joint assets and so on right so it looks from there towards the second house meaning she is keeping secrets from spouse needing secret affairs to keep going on with the marriage this i just got intuitively confide secrets to outsiders about her marriage again my own intuition more interest in financial joint assets than the success of marriage itself okay that's what venus brings with this arrangement for this lady over here now let's look at the third house well that was funny i started streaming instead of recording but anyway here we go again her third house in the third house what do we have in the third house we have mercury is dispositor mars is sitting in the fourth house of home and family and then rahu from the 11th house looking at it from her perspective is looking at this house rahu's dispositor is jupiter sitting in the 6th house so what does this lead us to third house is the house of skills hobbies communication relationship with peers siblings spouses family spouses brother and sister siblings in law and so on in the marriage it also represents short journeys etc so because of this arrangement of jupiter in 6th house looking at rahu through rahu looking at the third house and mars sitting in the fourth house and saturn making it difficult because it's a third aspect from saturn talking and communicating is a big effort for her less communication because it's third from the saturn third place from saturn natal or navamsha in any chart makes that place suppressed it makes it a place of effort okay you need to effort there to bring things about positively this is what saturn tells you to do look at third place from myself and that's where you need to put the effort okay she's better at writing talking can become aggressive calculated shrewd with the spouse and spouse's family why dispositor mars is in the fourth house mars you don't need at home mars is an aggressive planet it can get triggered very quickly in all of us 
and you don't need that sitting at home otherwise you will have like a soldier running around inside your home always ready to look for a fight and pick up the you know and then start fighting with people that's not what you need mars is needed outside mars is needed in the place where it is needed in the external work maybe right so that's what it leads to talking aggressive calculated and shrewd why because rahu is looking at it rahu is calculating and shrewd by default doesn't matter which house he falls in and he's taking the energy of jupiter which is looking for a fight looking for the enemy part of it so always suspecting the spouse as her enemy she imagines things which are not there is your i'm saying so for him the ex husband it's puzzling why is she imagining all these things that doesn't exist this is the sad part of it it's not that she is in fault it's not that he is in fault it is just that her perception of what she imagines needs to be sorted and if she knew this for example that's why i am bringing this kind of a knowledge to you if she knew this from the beginning could she have prevented it you see this is where i come from let's see the fourth house what's happening in the fourth house mars is sitting there the fourth aspect the seventh aspect the eighth aspect of mars is looking at all these houses the seventh house looking at it from her perspective tenth house from her perspective and eleventh house from her perspective also the dispositor because it's a sign of taurus it has gone to the eighth house now what does fourth house represents spouse's domestic peace of marriage in every marriage you look for peace you look for tranquility you look for support you look for nurturing you look for caring you look for love you look for an emotional psychological bond first not getting into bed with someone that's over in 2 minutes please let's not be childish peace of marriage should be seen from this domestic environment and overall atmosphere as experienced by the spouse because we are talking from a spousal perspective family background of the spouse it signifies cultural and emotional upbringing values and traditions and so on we can see this box but this arrangement what it leads to i have summarized here <clears throat> home becomes a battleground aggressive anger and fights at home why because mars is sitting there and mars in taurus makes it very very stubborn taurus is a stubborn sign not moving it's a fixed sign mars sitting in a fixed sign can be somebody who is not consolable somebody who cannot be explained wisdom to even if jupiter was looking at this you can say yes at least i can talk some wisdom into her but she is always constantly looking for fights at home let it be mother in law let it be her mother let it be anybody she even she looking at the house of career also even at career she is tending to fight and aggressively pursue things good maybe in career because sun is in the 10th house but not at home we don't want such things at home aggression towards spouse why because mars is looking at the first house here mars is looking at the husband directly aggressive towards mother in law because this house represents her mother in law in case of navamsha i for financial assets from in laws family that venus again taurus is very materialistic it looks at venus from the 8th house she is wants to discover how much financial assets he has or what are they hiding i want that particular land i want their particular real estate that they have after marriage they should make it in my name or my husband's name 
you see and rahu it's looking at rahu also in the 11th house of gains so she's all taurus and gains if mars looks at taurus sitting inside taurus and venus is sitting in the 8th it's looking for land and real estate and so far last i knew this is quite a long time ago now about this couple what i had heard was she is demanding a lot of money okay and we can see why yeah let's look at the fifth house so let's see her fifth house which is 11th house for this gentleman <clears throat> what is happening in the fifth house there is ketu sitting there again we discussed first ketu sitting in the fifth house of a navamsha chart isn't very good for romantic people if this husband we haven't got to his chart we'll get to his chart next <clears throat> if this husband is a very romantic type of guy he's asking for trouble because ketu is sitting in her fifth house so it cuts off her sense of romance and ironically this couple fell in love head over heels and got married against everyone's wishes this is difficult in india okay maybe easy in usa but this is not normal in india nowadays it is so ketu looks at the fifth house makes romance very difficult disconnected from creative intelligence love romance children even if she has children she will be disconnected from children ketu makes a person very liberalistic in intelligence world views are very expansive thinks about self self awareness and searching for identity what does ketu do such as for an identity and it looks to the aspects and disconnects them from that aspect as well so she is looking at self ketu looks at self ketu looks at the ninth house so this gives her very liberalistic views this looks at always exploring and seeking identity in this case she will seek identity from him this is ironical isn't it she is seeking identity from him and yet she is mean to him see how that works and also the dispositor of the fifth house in her case is sitting in the third house which we already saw is pretty badly damaged right so as it is she has suppressed communication because saturn looks at this so all this is making it difficult for her this part of the chart is making it difficult for her to be communicative to be accepting advice from someone that kind of a thing see where i'm coming from let's look at the 6th house now let's see the 6th house 6th house jupiter is sitting like we saw it's an enemy house of debts and litigation and everything it expands the area of the 6th house which is for potential obstacles disagreements of power struggles between the spouse spouses right so jupiter in 6th makes a theme of learning from enemies useful at a workplace not at home okay you shouldn't start looking at home as enemy moon looks from the 12th this is 12th looking at it from her perspective so this leads to depression emotional mood swings transformation through grief and isolation because 12th house is the house of isolation and spirituality tries to solve differences with wisdom and knowledge with the spouse so her approach to solving conflict with the spouse is to give him advice not to listen to him jupiter contrary to what many people thinks can make a person wise the same wisdom that jupiter gets makes him very arrogant the arrogance of professors teachers etc i know better than you arrogance okay 
it doesn't make a person necessarily spiritual it makes a person arrogant yes okay let's look at the seventh house now the house of spouse itself what happens there so in the seventh house of spouse it's a leo aquarius friction she's an aquarian type person looking at the leo, her husband as a leo type person okay so this is friction there because it's a fixed sign both this quadrant okay everything is fixed sign like we spoke of in earlier videos 8 to 5 and 11 are all fixed signs in the kendra so it makes it very very stubborn personality see spouse as dominating controlling and wanting everything his way because she is looking at leo okay my way or the highway approach sun in the 10th house shows perhaps a past life karmic relationship with a leader of some kind leos are leaders so it's like she, almost she has come for a revenge this time by getting married to this chap okay last time we did you did this to me this time i will do this to you that's karma at its best karmic relationship with the leader why because leo is there probably in law enforcement why because sun is sitting in scorpio scorpio especially in jeshtha nakshatra can become law enforcement people so if she has had some beef with the husband soul in some past life probably like this she's come here for settling some scores how do we settle that is quite another matter right let's look at eighth let's see what's going on in her eighth house which is eighth house sorry this is a little bit of wrong depiction there eighth house opposite is second house is nothing going on there the dispositor of this guy is sitting in the third house yes not directly aspecting it that arrow is wrong so forgive my error <clears throat> the dispositor is sitting mercury in second third house which we already saw is debilitated because of saturn impact because of ketu rahu going through jupiter all the yada yada venus is sitting in the eighth house venus is an important planet to look at and venus signs taurus and libra is important to look at in navamsha they are also called shukra shukra navamsha shukra means venus so it's important to look at because venus is the karaka of navamsha it's the ruler of navamsha chart itself doesn't matter what the chart looks like it's a different story longevity and transformations through married life changes of all kinds be it financial bond with the spouse etc 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 you see there in the box looking at this what does it lead to transformation may occur depending on transits mahadasha and antardasha regarding the stability of home for better possibility is also there for better although mercury being impacted by rahu and venus as said earlier not venus jupiter will tend to warp that to divergent phase to stick around and solve things is one approach yes anything any problem in life to say i don't want to have to anything to do with it i've had enough and i want to go my way that's another way is just this way or that way why we tend to make it significant as individuals just my opinion and what i have seen why we tend to take it so personally because our energy of dreams and hopes and heart fulfilled 
energies that we have attached too much to that other person is a lot. So shattering of that particular dream has got a deep psychological impact like a bounce back on the person wishing for it, right? Say my husband should give me this, 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 this and this. This is what I want from marriage. If he doesn't give, it's his fault. This is deep attachment to your dreams and desires which you are demanding from the other person. Marriage is not a supply chain. Okay, There is no demand and supply here. It doesn't work that way. It's just that you are being foolish in the bargain. And then these kind of karmas or these kind of things will play out. Unfettered, it will play out. Trust me. I've seen in many, many charts. I somehow keep getting relationship stuff. But this will play out if you don't seek an understanding. I tried to advise this gentleman many, many things in many ways. Do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this. Did not listen. Okay? Leo being stubborn in the Navamsha. I know better. I will do it my way. My way or the highway approach. Right. Let's see the Marhaus Avian. It's the ninth house. In the ninth house, we have Ketu over there looking at the ninth house, which means this person very liberal minded, broad worldview, very open minded about everything, accepting of all, all faiths, all religions, very accepting. Ketu is very liberal in nature. So looking at ninth house is good. Doesn't make this person narrow minded. She is very broad minded. And Venus again is the dispositor of the ninth house, which has gone and buried itself in the eighth house. What does this lead us to? Ketu provides that liberal mindset, dispositor in the eight, making keen interest in occult, Reiki, new age healing modalities, and so on. All this unconventional modern new age healing modalities, let it be tarot, let it be palmistry, Reiki, you know, emotion code, body code, all these kind of healing methods she might get interested in later on in life. Venus is a great healer. That's a hidden part of Venus which is not explored really. Venus can be a transformative healer of occult kind. Right? If ex-husband is more traditional, which we shall see in the next one, this could create rifts in the fundamental world view and belief systems. If husband believes in one set of ideology, wife believes in a completely different direction, you're not matching there intellectual compatibility one of the key factors why husband and wife tend to be like that like a fork okay different styles of thinking one is not better than the other it's just different too different there's no matching resonance there is dissonance that's what causes divorce dissonance now let's look at the 10th house her career Right, so 10th house also is a career. It's also the popularity of the couple. Now, since its son is in 10th house, okay, it makes them a popular couple. And the dispositor is in the 4th house Mars. So the people look at this couple, or used to look at this couple, as a power couple. Like they are dominant in both their family circles. As in the husband family as well as wife family, when they were a husband and wife. So they used to look up to them as a popular couple, they were always welcome wherever they went in both the families because of this arrangement and Jupiter is looking at that house as well, right? So this sun being in the 10th, Jupiter looking at it also from the 5th aspect, okay? 
Dispositor Mars looking on it could give a public opinion of a passionate, aggressive power couple. Aligning career aspirations of ex-wife with ex-husband could have worked out for their marriage. This lady, what do I mean by that? This lady has Mars looking at the career house where Sun is sitting. Sun and Mars are good for career, right? You will be competitive. You have drive, you have passion, you have energy to move forward and get stuff done. That's required for work. And Sun is there which gives you the leadership qualities at work. All these things are good for work. Leadership you don't need at home, you need in the office. <coughs> right? And Jupiter is looking at that as well. Jupiter provides the wisdom. And from the sixth house, it wants to provide the ability to be wise how to conquer enemies. Simple. So, if the career aspirations of her husband had looked upon more and give more attention to, probably she would have been willing to work with him on all these fronts which were weak. That's a huge area to explore. Okay, I can go through 50,000 charts for that, but there's a possibility. Right? But it should be worked out by both parties. Like they say, it takes two hands to clap. Right? Now let's look at the ninth, sorry, 11th house. So what's happening in the 11th house? Jupiter. Right? The dispositor of Pisces, Jupiter, is sitting in the 6th house. And Rahu himself is sitting in the 11th house and Mars from the 8th aspect who wants to dig and find out secrets any aspect 8th from Mars wants to dig and find out secrets and conquer that area it's brave about everything regarding 8th Scorpio like Aries to Scorpio that axis okay <clears throat> so what happens as a result of this 11th is what fulfillment of desires from marriage isn't that important why do we all get married anyway as felt by the spouse because we are looking at it from her perspective. It reflects potential for shared goals, aspirations, mutual satisfaction in achieving them. Now Rahu being the dispositor of Jupiter, Levinth makes her seek popularity and fame above all else. She wants to make the image of her and her spouse look good with everybody else. She's not interested in what's happening between her and her husband in behind closed doors yeah behind closed doors we don't know what's happening but we should look popular you've seen couples like those don't you financial gains wealth prosperity mean the world to her because rahu is sitting there is a bhoga karaka and jupiter is uh, is taking all the wisdom and shrewd and cunning from it she's always thinking of financial gains 11000 house of financial games popularity in social media that kind of thing Mars looking at it from the 8th aspect makes her seek to find out secrets about how to go about achieving this because it wants to know the discovery, the secrets of how to get material abundance for marriage. So she is innately more focused on material tendencies, not so much on the marriage. If there was some other arrangement where she was focused on the marriage and emotional bonding part of it, then yes. Things may have worked out. Who knows? Now the last one, the 12th house, which Jupiter is directly looking at, 
is the house of Saturn, the 10th Capricorn, and Moon is sitting there. Never a good idea for Moon to sit in houses of Saturn. Saturn is first of all slow, melancholic, cynical, all negative emotional qualities. And when Moon goes and gets stuck there, Moon is planet of emotions, wanting emotional bonding, love, nurturing and caring. If you go and sit in the house of Mr. Saturn, it has a tendency to suppress the Moon. It has a tendency to make it depressed, depression. Moon in the house of Saturn in 12th makes her prone to extreme mood swings, depression, especially considering her repressed emotion and speech. Remember the third house we spoke of. X should have been more supportive of this condition if she saw and I know he did because he told me so. Okay, She's extremely depressed all the time. I can't get her out of depression. That's depression. Understanding, spouse should have been supporting of this condition, understanding. Jupiter can help a little bit because Jupiter tends to provide wisdom, but you can't, you can't dilute depression, mental, emotional depression just with wisdom. You can't give philosophies to a person who is depressed. They need help, they need counseling, they need therapy, they need so many things, yes? But Saturn and Rahu Mahadasha for this lady can make it really difficult. So, next we shall take up the case study of wife. Wives, now this ex-wife's Navamsha chart and we'll see what Mr. did there. Okay? Hopefully they both find their good ways and things work out for them in a different way. That's my hope at least. I'm a kind of dreaming kind of guy. Okay, take care. Be safe.